podcast thanks i'm excited to be here me too have you ever done a podcast before no me either <laughs> classic <laughs> might as well just do it for the first time together for i think a lot of things we've done in our lives it's this is a very a very like fuck it like I'm, i want to do it i've thought about yeah. doing it for a long time it was last week I, I saw a meme or something of like putting your shit off I've been putting off doing this for so long. I know if I texted all the guests I have in my mind, would you do this podcast for me? You were the first person I texted. Yeah. I know I could start this. I already had almost all the equipment, so I was like, fuck it. Just do it. It's already surprising. If you just have a microphone in front of you and headphones on, mm-hmm. how much? Oh, we're podcasters now. Yeah, it's easy. It's simple. I feel like such a big thing especially nowadays so many people want to do things but you don't know where to start mm-hmm. starting is literally you just got to start mm-hmm. just got to do it just got to pull the trigger even if so many other people are doing it why can't you do it too right my thought process with starting a podcast was this is content i know i can create mm-hmm. and i struggle with just creating content i love that and you're great at it ah uh-huh. your, your instagram's great <laughs> It's a a struggle for me. Yeah. I think, you know, everyone has something that they're, like, good at in that sense. Like, mm -hmm. this is yours. Mm -hmm. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. Tens of people are going to listen to this. (laughs) At least ones of persons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your mom's going to listen to it. Joan will definitely be listening. (laughs) Uh. So, how did you get here in your career? God. I'm gonna just dive in. Okay, 2023. I'm entering year 15. So how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Shit. A lot of struggle. A lot of hangovers. <laughs> a lot of self-doubt. But a lot of not giving up. Just knowing that... I had to stick through this no matter what I was doing in my life, no matter how low I was, no matter how much I didn't necessarily like love where I was, where I was working at the time. I think everything I went through emotionally, physically, mentally, like all got me here, you know, through the struggles, through the triumphs, being, you know, abused, being lifted up, all of it's combined definitely got me here. Mm-hmm. You're going into year 15. I'm going into year 15, I think. Something like that. That we're up there. Yeah, Uh, which is weird. I know. But you're now a salon owner. Mm Mm-hmm. You're now a boss. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have employees. I got employees. Mm Mm-hmm. Last year, for the both of us, was the first year we were actually bosses, right? Yes. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. It is really weird. Never, I never thought I was gonna ever like own a salon, want to own a salon. Same. And I think it's cool because I figured out a way to do it in the way that I need it to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, I own like a micro salon, you know, it's semi-private, 
but there's no stress behind it. You know, I pay a flat fee every week for my rent, and then I can just focus on my business. And I think the fear of ever being a business owner or a boss was like, all the other things like you know the building the paying utilities like fixing things when they break and i found a way where i don't necessarily have to stress about those things right now at least when or how long have you been in your salon suite um, this year is three no entering three wow because i moved i started moved into my salon suite january 2021 mm -hmm. so this is the start of year three wow Congrats. Thank you. You moved into a salon suite from a commission salon. Mm -hmm. And then how long was it till you brought on staff? A year. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things like when it was meant to be and everything worked out so fucking easily. So I moved into a super small suite. Six months later, I was able to move into a bigger suite with the window. And then six months after that, I hired my first stylist. And it was so simple everything worked out the way it was supposed to there was no hiccups in the road even i remember like when i was setting up like all my business license stuff like everything was so easy to do and i didn't have anything holding me back no bumps in the road and i think that's what also kept me going you have how many employees now two employees mm -hmm. which i love because there are people that i've worked with in the past so being a new salon owner, being a new boss, I was definitely fearful of strangers coming to work in my like little tiny suite with me. Mm -hmm. So I feel really fortunate that I've had like two people that I've worked with like trust me and trust like my vision. Mm -hmm. That is terrifying as a boss and as a salon owner of hiring someone who you really don't know. Yeah, like and how do you do that? <laughs> I'm gonna I, know how, but how? Two of my <laughs> employees i have met them like i met them like in passing but yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. who they were it was really uh, after you can do all the interview questions you know, it's still like you, you gotta trust your gut mm -hmm. on on people and so far it's worked out the one person who didn't work out it was still a gut feeling yeah like, i knew in the beginning that i was like this isn't gonna work out but i still went through it mm -hmm. and it didn't work out that's I okay. really should have trusted my guy at the beginning of it, but mm -hmm. that's scary. So I know with my salon, I'm definitely looking for a type of stylist and have quality over quantity of stylist. And even though you're in a salon suite and it's smaller, you feel the same. For sure. Like I have to be like more strategic. I only have a couple chairs, so I want to make sure that I'm like utilizing the stylist and like the best I can, the space is most best I can. So at this point, you know, like having a quality person who also is confident enough to like come in with their own clientele too, mm -hmm. which can be difficult. Yeah, it's, it's slim pickets. I know. Because you want someone who is confident enough, has a full book, that you can completely trust is an adult. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that type of person is already like, owns their own salon. Their own, their own salon. <laughs> so. I know. It's definitely, but yeah, like who do you know, like to trust, to like 
build with and grow with. And mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things, like, got to trust your gut, mm-hmm. use all of our experience. Like, we were both fortunate enough that we were heavily involved in the mm-hmm. hiring process mm-hmm. at our last salon. And I think we're really fortunate for that because... Yep. I wouldn't have known where to start. I use a really similar model of interviewing. Yeah. I'll have someone bring in the model and just ask them questions, more of a conversation, mm-hmm. and see how they work with their hands. Yeah. But it's really like, you just gotta see their vibe, which yeah. is like weird to say, but you know, like you can tell when someone's not acting natural. Oh, behind the chair. Yeah. I mean, especially at this point in our career, like, you definitely can tell. I always, like, laugh, like, my stylist, Rocky, like, there's sometimes where I can just tell she's, like, maybe, like, a little bit, like, nervous to do, like, a really cool girl's hair or something. And afterwards, I'm like, girl, why are you being so awkward? She's like, oh, my God, you can tell. I'm like, yeah, I know you. I know mm-hmm. when you're trying, when you think someone's too cool and you're nervous to be yourself. And then she's like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's fine. We all do it. It's true. I think we all do it, but I feel like I do it less now. For sure. As a salon owner going into my 15th year doing Mm -hmm. this, I know I'm not cool anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm glad I'm at that point of Mm -hmm. not feeling cool anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I know what I'm doing. I'm like, this is, I know what I'm doing. It's all I need to do. Mm -hmm. I think going into a salon suite by yourself also builds up an extreme amount of confidence and if you did it for a year by yourself there's no one to call mm-hmm. to say like hey can you help me with this color formulation there's no one to, like there's nobody else to blame yeah uh, and it's all on you which is great because it builds so much you become such a stronger stylist agreed but at the very beginning that shit is hard it's very hard you don't realize how much you rely on the banter of your stylist around you, mm-hmm. even just to build off of a conversation with your own client. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that first like bit of time when I was by myself, like definitely taught me to be a better like conversationalist or different types of questions to ask people. Or like, I think my biggest thing was I like to think about things a lot. Mm-hmm. And in the past, like, especially working when we worked at like a really busy salon, like, sometimes it's so loud, you can't really talk as much as you would want to. So I would like think about things, but then like never portray it to my client or ask them the question that I'm thinking about. And so I made like a big point when I was like silent in my own suite all alone. Like if I was just thinking about something random as hell, I would just say it out loud. So, <laughs> have you ever had a donut? <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> but seriously, and then it like just led to like me finding out so much more about like my clients that had already been doing for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. I just read a book about how to be a better conversationalist in preparation for doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was also, it was written from the viewpoint that from improv Mm -hmm. so some of that like didn't land with me but there are certain techniques that you can use to talk to anybody and to keep a conversation going and maybe like not have so many dead points and i'm like i really wish i would have read this book (laughs) 10 years ago because yeah in the beginning when i was younger and working in salons and having all those other people to fall back on like, I feel like I just, I didn't have as good of conversations as I could have had. 
but it was interesting to go into a salon suite and then there's like there's nobody else talking it's just you and your client and it can get super fucking awkward dude and so awkward and then like their clients processing mm-hmm. and like you gotta, i just gotta sit here and talk to my client who's paying me how dare i, can't I? just go in the back <laughs> yeah i can't go smoke a cig i remember when we used to do that so i think <laughs> i used to be like a pack a day smoker big time and part of the reason i started to quit was because of a client Did because they, smell they smelled me <laughs> so color was processing went outside smoked cigarette came in and when you're a smoker you're like nose blind yeah how, like i don't smell how bad you actually smell. yeah so i came back in i didn't wash my hands oh, and big mistake i went to go like check her color or something and she made a comment she's like i'm sorry can you please go wash your hands and i was jaw mortified shocked i was so embarrassed so i was like i'm sorry i didn't realize and then like i was like i'm never gonna smoke it at work again and i never did oh my god that was just the start of not smoking and then it's just kind of like tailored off from there but Every once in a while, I'll have a cigarette. That's okay. But New Year's Eve this year, I did not smoke a cigarette. That's huge. Mm -hmm. I had a pack with me, too. Didn't even light it up. I was sucking down my jewel, though. Like, I was around smokers. Yeah. People were smoking. But I think I had two drinks the entire night. And I thought about it. I was like, hmm. I knew your challenge was starting the next day. (laughs) I'm like, well, I already don't want to be hungover tomorrow. And my hangovers are so much worse if I smoke one cigarette. Dude, I know. What is that? I don't know. Probably all the poison. No. (laughs) It's not that. Couldn't be that. It's definitely the paper. Uh, uh, I mean, it could be. (laughs) Now it's just like, I think a pack of cigarettes will last me like six months. Hopefully. They'll be stale by then. I know. (laughs) So you're doing... A fitness challenge. I am. What's 37 haired. So it's kind of like 75 hard. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? You know, if you don't, Google it. Um, but it's super simple. So I wanted to create something that hairstylists could complete and something, something that like I don't feel like anyone's ever really done. You know, like there's hair challenges, posting challenges, content contests, all this stuff, but nothing that really kind of hits every point of what a hairstylist needs. So the rules are simple. You know, you drink a gallon of water a day, mm-hmm. do one workout a day, minimum 45 minutes, nothing crazy. Post a pic, or at least document your outfits of the day. Something I kind of want to like encourage yourself to like maybe wear something you've never worn before or dress in a different way, something like that. Um, watch one educational video or listen to a podcast, something inspiring every single day. Make one post on social media every single day. It can be personal, it can be professional. And I say at least once a day, you know, cause that's already very hard for people. And then one self-care act a week. And then the biggest thing is no alcohol. 
for 37 days. So I picked 37 days, it's half of 75. Really, it's like 37 and a half, but. Yeah, I was gonna ask, why 37? Yeah, so, cause 75 days is a long time. It's a real long time. And I know hair stylists, so I think, you know, doing something, but I wanted it to not just be a month. Mm-hmm. So I feel like five weeks, like, is really something to be proud of. Like, you can oh, yeah. be like, shit, I didn't drink for five weeks. Shit, I like worked out every day for five weeks. Mm-hmm. And hairstylists, we need to be working out. Like, are we stand all day? Our backs are like so fucked. Our shoulders are fucked. Are like, you know, people are always complaining to me about their necks and you know, like just everything. And it could all be fixed by just doing simple movements to build the muscles that we need to stand up properly. Yeah, there is so much to that, and I think I feel. Even though, like, when I wake up in the morning, I definitely feel like a hairstylist that's been doing hair for this fucking long. But when I'm actually working, I feel so good. Yeah. Because of, like, the changes I've made the past couple years, getting into weightlifting, solely for just having a stronger back and shoulders. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't hurt while I work No, I never hurt. Which, when I was in my 20s, mid-20s, I was hurting a lot. My shoulders hurt so much, and I was drinking so much. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was not the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm turning 35 this year, and I, I like, hop out of bed. Like, mm-hmm. I am, like, just so quick to go, and there's it's so crazy, especially, like, I see it all the time on Instagram. You know, memes or funny videos, like, complaining about how hairdressers, like, our backs or our necks or we don't eat or all this stuff. Like, it's not funny and it's not normal Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be that way you're choosing to live that way while you're at work and it's definitely not something to celebrate no and like we are creatives we're being physical we're expected to be at our peak performance for people who are paying hundreds of dollars waiting weeks if not months to see us and we can't even take care of ourselves like that I think it's my that's my biggest goal for like 37 hair it is like helping change the mindset of the everyday hairstylist Mm -hmm. like it's cool to eat your lunch it's cool to take a break crazy thought I know like it's cool to feel good (laughs) it really is I love that you're doing this challenge because there's such an atmosphere of partying in the hair industry Mm -hmm. and not taking care of yourself it's kind of been the norm since i've been in the industry oh my god it was like encouraged like mm-hmm. we would like laugh about it mm-hmm. some like hairstylists would be like oh i do my best hair when i'm hungover we used to even say that sometimes i've totally said that yeah mm-hmm. that's not <laughs> no <laughs> and i remember like it was a, it was totally a thing to be so hungover go to work make it through your day and you'd be like i fucking made it like you just went through a war yeah and everyone would be like yeah let's go get another drink let's celebrate you did it you fucking did it you got through the day really it's just not no it's not something i want to i like think be good at i know and i like think back to my like early 20s when i was like living and working like that i'm like I can't believe, like, I still do some, like, most of my clients I've been doing for, like, 10 plus years. How did they trust me? Why did, Why are they still with me? Mm-hmm. I would literally, like, throw up at work in between, like, doing their color. Yeah. There was I, one time we counted. I remember. 
I don't remember the number, but... It was in the 30s. No. I was yes. going to say, like, I thought it was, like, 21. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was. But it was still more than twice, which is, like... More than once. I is, should have called out. And that was lot. another thing is, like, you know, I was, I was more scared of calling out mm-hmm. and getting in trouble than not giving my clients the best service that they deserved. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like, you know, I will tell anyone, I'm like, call out. Call the fuck out because your client deserves, the, like, all of you. And it's not fair for you to show up the way you do, mm-hmm. you know, or the in that state. Mm-hmm. And do you think that now that you're older and you're more honest with yourself, it's easier to be honest with your clients. Oh, for sure. To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> I might have, I like definitely have a migraine. They might not fully know why I have a migraine, oh. but. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, you will never tell your client you're hungover. No. Even, even if you're just like a little hungover. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't, I'm like, I'm a saint, I'm an angel. I remember having an assistant. I was, I was a little hungover. Yeah. Oh, but I was, I was okay. Just like a morning hangover. Yeah. My s- assistant was also hungover. Oh, no. I heard her tell the client <gasps> during the service about how hungover she was. <gasps> I had to pull her aside. Like, I'm not going to say her name. But I was <laughs> like, look. I know. Everything. <laughs> I was like, look, that is one thing you can never say. Because as soon as you say it, to your client now they're like almost looking for any mistake in the service at all and if they find anything wrong with it they're going to be like well you were just hungover mm-hmm. and you can you can never say that to your client never. and if you do it's when they say they love it and they're walking out the door yeah like, like, oh yeah i was hungover shit <laughs> a little hungover this morning but this looks great looks good looks good uh, what what day is it? The third of January. Today's the third. You're three days into thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Haired. Haired. <laughs> I love it. What's your typical like workout? So I like I do like mostly like bodybuilding style workouts. So they like most of my workouts include like dumbbells or kettlebells. So like my standard workout usually starts with some cardio. I'm a psycho and I love the stairmaster. So I. Uh, also do like 30 minutes on the stairs while I watch a TV show on my phone. Dude, when you were getting ready for your wedding, <laughs> every day I was like, Amber's going to be on the Stairmaster. Have to get snatched, you know? <gasps> yeah, so I'll do like my little warm up and I usually will do like, you know, either upper body day or a lower body day, full body workouts. So I'm fortunate, like I follow a workout program my sister's app via mm-hmm. cassiano.app but it's cool so like with 37 heritage she like is doing a seven day free trial to help kind of encourage people because there's you know guided workouts and videos and stuff like that so i just follow what she writes she so, studied it i didn't <laughs> so does leah like has she wrote a program for 37 haired so not necessarily like specifically for 37 haired but she has an entire intro program mm-hmm. that anyone can anyone can do at a basic gym at their house or like anywhere outside so it's just like a true like you can do this you won't get too sore you're definitely gonna feel like you mm-hmm. did something and you're gonna learn how to move your body in a proper way mm-hmm. yeah i think hairstylists don't realize now, everybody's body is different, but 
hairstylists don't realize how much better their shoulders and their back can feel. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've actually noticed this as a boss and like what's appropriate to tell your, your staff and what's not. Yeah. I, you know, you can't tell people like you should work out. I know. It's, huh? it's a really hard, uh, threshold across because For sure. like if I hear a stylist complaining about their back or their shoulders be like well sure got sure out mm-hmm. but yeah it is I would rather lead by example than tell people what to do oh for sure and hopefully like your 37 haired will really set that example I really hope so and I really like feel like it's so cool like you guys are doing it mm-hmm. Emma's whole salon at Forte they're doing it mm-hmm. you know I've got a lot of people from our former employers place that are doing it mm-hmm. and I don't know it's cool and like especially for me you know I've been an athlete my whole life I also have like you know three herniated discs in my back so for me like being on top of my fitness and just health in general like I have to or I physically won't be able to work because of my like injuries Mm -hmm. so like that's something I've always been consistent with so for me when people say like things like my back hurts my shoulders hurt I'm the first one to be like you need to work out you have to work out that's why and they're like if they say anything I'm like dude look at me like I've like been like literally couldn't stand up straight because mm-hmm. of injuries and when did the herniations occur so okay remember like years ago when you fell on your bike no not that time so the years and years ago when i started um taking like classes at the training room and i like blew my back out and i couldn't work for like a few days this is like probably like eight years ago anyway so it was an injury from the gym and you know, I healed it, whatever. And it was something that kept flaring up, you know, probably like once a year. And it just got to a point where like sometimes when I would get out of the car, my back would flare up and Mm. I couldn't walk for three days. And then it got so bad, probably like four months, four or five months ago now, where like I felt something pop and then I started getting sciatica down the side of my leg to where I'm like my whole left leg was numb. So I had to get an MRI and sure enough, I had three herniations with tears. So you didn't know that you had that until Yeah, recently? so I think like it started out as like just bulging discs mm-hmm. and so they would like come down and then come back, calm down and come back. And then just my like PT said years of working on my feet and working out is definitely what you know triggered it all so I, I was lucky enough to get like epidural shots so i got epidural shots three of them and now i go to like decompression twice a week i do have to do like be on top of my rehab exercises every single day and i've been fine ever since so do you do any type of like yoga so i do like some like just movements in my like stretching and like warming up and stuff but i don't necessarily take yoga classes mm-hmm. i need to because i can get free take free classes at yonder where kylie works the whole fitness family i know <laughs> yeah i like we live in the burbs now I know. and that's the only thing i do not like about being outside the city is that there's no yoga close by or like hot yoga because I can work out at home and I love working out yeah. at home 
I have a full weight setup. Oh yeah, it's great. And Peloton and like yoga is one I just can't do it at home. No, you need the ambiance. Mm-hmm. The own. <laughs> I miss Kylie as a teacher. She's a really good yoga teacher. Yes. She go to yonder. I know. She just told me she started a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she likes a lot. So, what's your goals with the salon for 2023? Oh my god, so many great things. So, like, just kind of just like goes what I was saying earlier about how. Everything has fallen into place so simply and so easily for me ever since I've made this move to be my own boss. But next week, I am expanding and taking over the suite next to mine. Really? Yes. So she moves out tomorrow, and I'm basically going to have two suites. They're going to be connected through the door. They're going to down, like tear down a piece of the wall. So I'm mm-hmm. going to have four stations. So I'm looking to hire a full-time stylist and a part-time stylist. I am going to be starting out with just like one though, because I don't want to do too much too fast. So yeah, so my goals for this year, like grow the biz, keep growing, you know, getting stylists and maybe get a third suite. You never know. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that most people don't realize that they can do in a salon suite, even though I know that location is like booked oh yeah and there's a long waiting list but it's still an option oh yeah it's if you're in a great location then like why not yeah Mm -hmm. you can do like and that was like something you know when i was talking to my husband kyle about it he was like because at first like i was like well i need to open i need to open up a brick and mortar like i need to have like my own salon and then i got this opportunity like that the suite next to mine was gonna be open. And my husband was like, listen, like you have a very successful business in a suite. Mm-hmm. Why change it? Mm-hmm. You know, like just add to it. It's like, you know, he gave an example, like if I have like an online grilled cheese business, like I sell grilled cheeses online and I it's right. And it's, you know, million dollar company, super fucking successful. But all of a sudden I wanna like stop doing online orders and only do in-person sales. Why would I do that? Like, the, like, there's no point in changing the setup of everything if it's already working the way that it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I can be there for another couple years. And especially since, like, I'm only entering my third year in business, like, I don't want to move into something too soon. Yeah, so I feel really fortunate. That's great. That location's really great. It's awesome. I think that the idea of opening up, like, a brick-and-mortar salon like there's so much that goes into it there's so much overhead like even though like i love the salon like it has still been like a struggle just to like you know keep it operational like it's making money and i get to work around other people but there's still days where i'm like you know if i i was definitely like had it super easy when it was just me in a salon suite But uh, being able to expand and working around other people, it's so nice. Yeah. Especially when you go without it for a little bit. Dude, I know. You're like, you really appreciate just other hairstylists more, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You definitely appreciate that little banter that you had. I or just know. like, can somebody else laugh at my joke? Right? Well, and it's really cool, like, especially for us, like, in the suites, because we're all, like, literally so close to each other, like, physically. 
like there's times where there'll be like you know two clients two stylists in there and all four of us are having a group conversation they're all like laughing and like clients are making friends with each other and it's a an experience that I've never even had a regular salon because mm-hmm. even when you're working next to other people you're still like six feet four feet away from each other mm-hmm. we're a foot away from each other it's <laughs> yeah like we could hold hands mm-hmm. and <laughs> do blow dryers now this setup this has been my favorite setup of any salon I've worked in mm-hmm. because it is so spread out yeah but the days that I have four stylists working in here it's like magic I bet. It feels so good. Uh, yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we'd be like squeezing behind each other mm-hmm. and it gets a little tricky sometimes. So when are you going to start your build up? The 7th or I guess like Friday and Saturday, they're going to be like prepping and priming the new suite. Sunday, they're going to be opening up the wall and the door. Monday and Tuesday, we're going to be having new murals put in. And we're open for business on Wednesday the 11th. That's tight. Yeah. It's very tight. I know. <laughs> but I already have, like, new stations, new mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to order four new chairs. I'm, like, haven't pulled the trigger on it because it's very intimidating. But And I know it's going to take a while to get here, so I just need to, like, hit pay. Um, so You should definitely do that now. Okay, hold on, BRB. That was the that was the I thing know, it that took, took me so- the longest. Mm-hmm. That was like the height of the shipping crisis. Oh yeah. But it was also like the one thing I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna be cheap with my chairs. Oh, I already. Yeah, we're going Minerva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Are they gonna be like your other ones? Um, no, so I got that, I bought that one used, you know, and I like it, but mm-hmm. I really like, okay, you know how you have, like, the quilted ones on the bottom? So you know how they have the ones with, like, the quilting on the side, mm-hmm. where it's, like, solid on the side with, like, just, like, the two big squares or whatever? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I want. Nice. Yeah. Black? Duh. So, <laughs> you, you remember the orange chair? Yeah. I used to have? I thought that was, like, the coolest fucking chair. It was cool. Yeah. It's the worst chair I've ever had. <laughs> And only a hairstylist will appreciate this because it looked so great yeah. online. And it looked like vintage. It looked great. And then I got it. And I like I never saw it in the store. Oh, no. And so gotcha. I never tried it. Once I had a client sitting there with long hair, just the way that it's cut on the back. I'm Was like, it like, yeah. Like, you have to stand up. Like It's, it's like putting that. bumps and things. And then I got color, got color on it one time. I'm like, cool, this color doesn't come off this wood. It doesn't come off this orange. This is fucked. Oh, that sucks. So now that chair is in the basement. In the, uh, the yeah, use it for models. Yeah, we're fine. No. But. Yeah, so I have like pretty much everything I need. I do. I know I'm going to have to go to Ikea. Because... Get some hot dogs. Yeah. Well, one, to get some hot dogs. Um, and two, I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do when you do renovations. Mm-hmm. You know, remember all of our Ikea trips? <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was about to say, there was no Ikea furniture in this build-up. I'm like, no, I was looking around. Yeah, no. That's from Ikea. Yeah. I, my, I just, like, there's a shelving unit I want. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a cabin cabinet thing. You can't get around Ikea. I know. Well, because especially for salons, like, you can have it for, like, two years, gets color, stain on it, get another one. It's not that expensive. 
And you can also like soup it up really nice, like get new like cabinet pulls on things. Like you can get like legs and you know trail them in the bottom of things. So is, I'm all for it. Is Wolf Dog gonna do your meal? Oh, yeah, Wolf Dog does everything. He did all my logos and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he'll be painting both suites, changing up the vibes all the way. Be like a little bit more elevated, I guess. But yeah, so I'm really fucking happy. Nice. And my stylists are happy because now we all get to work together. The three of us have never been able to work together at a time. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, there's only, space there's only for two. two. Yeah, so they're all happy. They can like work more days as well. So I went on a run the other day and I ran by your suite, mm-hmm. and I saw that the lights were off in the suite next to you, and I was like. Or she's gonna take yeah, dude. That's awesome. Like, and it's so weird because I like would talk. I was like, you know, talking to Rob, the owner, and I, t- I just put myself on the waiting list for one because I was like, fuck it, like, might as well just like wait now. Mm-hmm. And like maybe like two months later, he was like, she's leaving. Wow. I know. So I just gotta put it out there. Exactly. I um, I guess like. It's big on like TikTok right now. Um, whatever, I don't care. I watch TikTok, but a lot of people have been saying that you know like their favorite affirmations and stuff, and a lot of people have been saying how like when they say you know like I am so lucky, things just always happen to work out for me. But like the, saying the affirmations, I'm so lucky. yeah, that I'm so lucky, things always work out for me, and I think I've been unintentionally say giving myself this like affirmation every day because i always say like damn like this has really like worked out so easily but almost every day one of my clients says it to me in my salon like damn this is like really just like all working out for you so easily and i'll be like i know right and i truly think like just hearing them say that like almost every day i'm like Mm -hmm. this really is working out this really is working out so here we are do you like practice manifestations? Do you do it like intentionally? Um, I think like, okay, <laughs> like I'm definitely aware and you know, I aware of like the things that I want and like my intentions and just like I'm awake to things. I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where, oh, like there's no right way of like meditating or manifesting and stuff like that. So I feel like, yes, I am for me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. <laughs> In yeah. my way. In your own way. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, are you, did you ever read that book I gave you? Okay, like, I, never, I haven't read the whole thing. You don't need to. Um, but I love everything about the new thought because it's already, like, things that were, like, I think like embedded in my brain. So this book's called The Miracle Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like but they talk about, you know, the new thought and the new thoughters mm-hmm. and like oh the new thoughters. <laughs> um and all, I'm like, damn, I'm like, I this is what I do believe. This is what I am unintentionally already living. And like seeing like I felt like I had already almost read the book. Right. It was really cool. It's really I, cool. I felt and like I still flip through it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I actually made the recommendation for somebody else to read that book today. Oh, I love that. I was talking to Kristen. I was like, I'm going to give you a, she, I'm going to give you this book. Kristen would benefit so much from just that mm-hmm. mindset. It's, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it again goes with the thing like 
you know, you can manifest all you want. You can say, oh, I want a million dollars. I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm going to have a million dollars. That's what like the old, you know, like way of like positive thinking was. But they never goes in. Like, so what are you with the action? Like, what are you going to do to get you there? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this book really brings that out. Like it kind of like points like, yeah, you can think it and you can say it. But if you're not living it mm-hmm. and you're not doing it, nothing's going to happen. Right. You really it. You start to break down the how, mm-hmm. and you almost already know the how. Uh, and then I love that that book focuses on the feeling too. Yeah. Of what it feels like if, when you actually hit your goal. Yeah. That was something that I had never even thought of before. Like, what does it feel like when I actually achieve this goal? And then go ahead and feel it. And then things start to happen, mm-hmm. things start to move. Yep. It's like when you just like, you know, hit the new level mm-hmm. and then new things come arise. <laughs> that book, I've, I keep it on Audible because I like I physically can't read books. Yeah. I mean, I can read books. I mean... But <laughs> if I try to read like a self-help book, it'll take me like three months. Oh, for sure. But I work out every day or I run every day. I shouldn't put that on mine. And just like throwing on an audible, throwing on an audiobook, and plus living 30 minutes outside the city takes me 30 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah, you get quality. Like, now I'm like, in. oh, it wasn't that I was just a slow reader. It's just now I can just do audible, read a book a week. I love that. And plus, like self help books, they're, they're a struggle to get through. They business, definitely are. Business books, I know I need this, but I just. That's I will I, fall asleep if I try to read Oh, it. for sure. Well, and you just start, like, reading words, and you're not, like, mm-hmm. don't even know what you're saying. Well, that's why I love all those Paul Arden books. You know, like, whatever you think, think the opposite. Like, steal, like, an artist. Because those are the first ever, like, self-help marketing and advertising style books I ever read. I started reading them when I was in a really dark place in my life and they were so easy because they're big words, there's pictures Mm -hmm. and they're very relatable stories and I think that's what really started like my like journey into like wanting to be better mentally and like just like think about things in a different way Mm -hmm. and yeah so highly recommend any Paul Arden books. Crazy how different we used to be. Mm-hmm. And how we transitioned out of that. Yeah, we, you read books to better yourself. Yeah, you work out to better yourself. But it's so cliche, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. It's like we slowly shed our skin to get out of that place that we were. And now we're sitting here having a fucking podcast. I know. It's cool. You know, it's. It's, it's, I don't know, it feels natural and it's also one of those things like, you know, we're doing the work and we're here and we've grown, we've changed and think of, you know, like so many other people that have, you know, passed through our lives and your life and stuff like that, that are still doing the same thing that they were doing 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they might like be seemingly successful, but where have, the, where was the growth and I don't know, I feel like getting away in the sense was what we needed. 100%. You know, there's this quote I think about all the time, and it's actually, it's from Will Smith. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but attributes his growth to two things, reading and running. 
and you you read to better yourself but it's to educate your mind and grow your mind and then you run to just beat that voice in your head that says you can't do it i love that like i'm not an excellent runner but i have to run sometimes just Mm -hmm. because if i actually go and run then you know i feel like i tell myself no less you know even like doing a podcast like this like i went running the other day and i think it was actually on my run where i'm just like i have to fucking do this yeah but i went on a run the other day one of the hardest runs i've done in a long time because i was doing a fitness challenge with matt oh of course and it was new year's eve and i woke up that morning he was ahead of me on this fitbit challenge we were doing i'm mm. like i'm gonna fucking beat him. <laughs> yeah. so the day before i had run five and a half miles then that morning I biked 16 miles and then I put a weighted vest on and ran five more miles and I still fucking lost. Enough. Matt beat you? Matt beat me. Uh, It was a heart rate competition. uh, Oh, okay. Well that, so yeah, you work out more. But I was just like, this dude is smoking me. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to fucking lose. Towards the end of the run, I'm just like. I'm still really proud of everything I did. Oh my God, of course. And I was just like, you know what? I need to do this fucking podcast. Yeah. And this was great. Well, yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, you still like lost this like fitness challenge. I lost by like 10 minutes. But what did you gain? You like, you did all this hard ass shit for like however long. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, you might have like loss as in like you weren't the number one person but you still won because doing that like while other people were sitting their asses at home december was definitely the hardest i've ever worked out in a month i love that and it was a good transition into like 37 haired (laughs) i I think i mess it up every time i say it because i want to say hard 37 haired it's like you're saying hard, but with like a little twang. 37 hard. 37 hard. <laughs> 37 hard. <laughs> I love it. All right, Amber. This is great. All right. I had a good time. Me too. Thanks for having me. Now we've both done a podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>